0: Get into the magic. I'm your host S. And I'm Katie. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we decided that we wanted to start by just bringing a little bit more of ourselves and our personalities into the podcast before we jump right into the topic and give you listeners a chance to get to know us on a deeper level. Katie, do you want to share something good that's going on with you right now, girlfriend?
1: Girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I mean I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm sorry for <laughs> mocking you. I don't know. <laughs> um but also we're going to keep this on the episode because this is who we are. So, um yeah. I am a little bit sick, but not terrible. I've done a pretty good job of keeping myself at a pretty healthy spot, which is different than, I mean, different than how I would do it like 10 years ago, where I would just be like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine until I literally couldn't get out of bed. Right. So, you know, bravo. Well, job well done, I guess, to me. Pat on the back um, to you. Pat on the back.
0: Let's pat you on the back, girl, for making those choices.
1: We're making those choices for my body and just knowing that, you know, like heal now so that you don't have to get actually like sick, sick. Like you don't feel great. Yeah. yeah, Heal now. So yeah. yeah. That's the
0: motto. That's our motto. Heal now. Heal now. Not apocalypse now. Heal now. (laughs) (laughs) Heal now. Not later. This is the
1: end. (laughs) My only friend, the end.
0: I thought you were going to start uh, singing. Doors. This is the end of the world. No. <laughs> no, I'm seeing
1: the doors, the end is in um, Apocalypse now. So that's oh, why I was thinking sure, sure, sure. that.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it could be the end of the world as well any day now. But, um, In a good, beautiful way, you know, Mm. not in a scary, like, I'm never scared of that stuff. It just doesn't serve any purpose to be scared of it.
0: Not like Um, you've been watching the news for six hours straight.
1: Girl, I have not consciously watched the news since 2016. I just can't Mm -hmm. do it. I just can't. So have your opinions if you all want to have your opinions about that. But about everything it's that my peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. It's for my peace of mind. Like any news that I read is an independent news source that's very unbiased. Hmm. But... How woke. Yeah, super woke. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, i like so woke that I... I know. That even in my sleep I'm woke.
0: Yeah. You don't even sleep because you're like, I don't
1: sleep. I am so woke I never sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sleep deprived. I've been sleep deprived since twenty sixteen. I'm so woke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I uh I often think that there's like a misconception in our society that getting sick is like literally the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Yeah. Having a cold, having the flu, like having things like stimulate your immune system is actually really good for you. So, yeah. good on you, girl.
1: Yeah, I mean my immune system's getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. I've also been taking a lot of vitamin D, so that's helping. Yeah. Um, and I got an IV, you know, but I mean honestly, like a lot of super spiritual people, some of them will get like physically sick as a way of like upgrading their body and their system because – it's like they have to go through that. Even the shaman goes through like a period of like sickness before they go into yeah. these other realms, you know. So yeah, it's just on how you decide to view it, <laughs> you know. This was telling me to slow down.
0: Yeah, I think that's like a good way to view it. Take time for yourself to integrate into like because so, so often when we move through like spiritual or emotional things, it's a it's an it's a whole body experience. Yeah. So your body can shift and change the physical shifts and change. Yeah. Alongside the spiritual and mental and emotional part of it
1: yeah and like I don't have to pump my body unless I have like strep throat or something that absolutely needs antibiotics you know like I don't have to pump my body full of stuff just to be like I need to get better I need to get better I can like give it good food I can give it vitamins and nutrition I can give it the rest that it needs and kind of let it do its thing like what it's supposed to do you know
0: trust your body to heal yeah and to do what it's supposed to do
1: yeah I mean I've been I because I do feng shui, my whole house is feng shui and I like switched my whole layout up. I had an extra, I have two extra guest bedrooms and one of them has really good healing feng shui energy in it. And, you know, as much as I want to offer that to my guests, like I also need to help and offer that to me. And if it's a guest bedroom, I'm not using it. Mm -hmm. So I switched it all up and I have that as my like meditation practice, shaman, my whole space over there for that. And so I've been Mm -hmm. since like Tuesday, uh, which was like three days ago, for those of you who are listening and have no reference (laughs) to when we recorded this. um, Mm -hmm. I've been doing breath work and meditation in there.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I feel like that's helped a lot too because it's a mountain star. One, for those of you that know, flying star function.
0: Mm, Not me. (laughs) That
1: means mountain stars are yin and that's human harmony. It's human harmony and health and well-being, mental, physical, all of that. And one is a very prosperous star at this period so
0: that's awesome yeah tune into what is healing and nourishing for you yeah and give that to yourself yeah that's awesome I uh one of the things like I've well this is like maybe like our fifth time trying to record this this morning (laughs) just due to some technical difficulties and general goofiness uh yeah (laughs) but one of the things that's like really been lighting me up recently is going skiing and getting Mm -hmm. back I I grew up as a skier I hated it though because I was like I did not like being cold and I feel that or uncomfortable I still don't so it's about finding ways to manage that for me as well. But moving up to Aspen a couple of years ago has allowed me to, first of all, it, it allowed me to like reacquaint myself with a lot of things that I had decided were not for me. But based on the fact that not a lot, I was just very close minded. I love that.
1: <laughs> I love hearing that from you because it's like, I so know the cess, yeah. which isn't the cess, which isn't you now. Yeah. That's like, yeah, no, that isn't for me. No, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, nope. Not, not for that. me and like just no reason just that's not for me
0: no and like yeah.
1: I love that you're exploring you're like softening those like boundaries around this like it yeah and yeah, I'm like that's a job so, well done too sis
0: thank you yeah not being yeah. like so rigid I guess and it's being more open minded and trying something and saying like okay maybe I didn't like this like 20 years ago right you know 30 years ago but do I like it now is it fun for me now right and there's been a couple of things that I never liked that I do like now and getting reacquainted with newer things. And it's interesting because a lot of them have to do with like earth and being mm. surrounded in nature. Mm, and my little
1: earth sign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally totally, and, and like camping and biking and skiing and backpacking and all those things that like are all outdoors and I love being outside I love feeling the sun I love heat I love feeling the sun on my face I love getting exercise outside I love that connection to mother earth I love it and so uh, the ski mountain just recently opened up and so I've gone out a couple times and yesterday I actually went out with my dad and And it is just when everything is working and you're skiing, it is like such a, you're like in synergy. Your body is like working. It is vital. It's vibrant. It's energetic. Like it is a whole body experience. And well, and you
1: have to be connected and one with the mountain. You have to be in flow to do it well. You do. Or you're going to trip up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's about seeing what's in front of you, but also like being in your body and being in this exact moment and second that you're in because it's so fast so quick. Yeah. And it really is. You can't be thinking about other shit when you're skiing. No, no, at all. You no, you will to fall.
1: Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> you hurt yourself. You will fall. Yeah.
0: And so that's been really amazing because it took me a while to. I remember my first winter here, I think it was two years ago, where I had, I said, like, I have to like find some peace with winter. I have to like find some acceptance of this season into my heart or else like I'm not going to make it. And <laughs> oh, I remember right. like I used to go on like night walks too. And when you're walking through like a forest path at nighttime and you see the snow on the trees and you like feel the crunch of the snow underneath your boots. Yeah. And you're breathing in cold, crisp air Mm. and there's like silence, like that's really medicinal. Yeah.
1: No, it is. It is.
0: And that's what it's been for me is finding the medicine in every season.
1: And what I love too about winter, because you know, I'm in Arizona. So we have winter, but it's not real winter. Right. Like I'm hiking. I'm active. I'm doing stuff Mm -hmm. because during the summer here, you can't hike. It's too freaking hot. Right. So like during the winter for me is like, I'm hiking all the mountains I want to hike. I'm taking my dog out. I'm doing all this stuff, Mm -hmm. like being present here in this place that I live versus like going on trips elsewhere. So kind of opposite from what I guess a majority of other people do. Yeah. But what I love so much about winter when I go to Montana to visit my family is the reminder of rest too. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, hey, this is like a, a season and a period of like rejuvenation. Yeah. Of you like really going inward and seeing and being present and like having all of those like internal feelings. Yeah. And just being grateful and sort of like finding your own centered on a deeper level again and again and again.
0: Absolutely.
1: And when you don't have that like weather, that winter season, tr- the true winter season to sort of put you in a place like that, it's it's easy to forget that it's that time of year.
0: Right, absolutely, and to to take the lessons of the bear, yeah, and and, and, and eat, eat a
1: shitload of food, Eat a shitload
0: of food, <laughs> like and a lot. Go into of food. a cave
1: and then go on your diet.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I'm kidding. <it's> like <laughs> I.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then don't eat for days. Gorge and don't eat for months.
0: Yeah, we're promoting this.
1: Yeah, we're then,
0: but, totally promoting. But I, I love that idea I'm joking. of like, let's look at what nature is doing around us is a cue to like how we can take care of ourselves. How we should be handling the season as well. Yeah. yeah, and it is easy to like get it caught up, especially in a mountain town like Aspen when this is like the time to be here. This is peak season. This is when the right. tourists are coming. This is when like races are, the X Games, like everything happens. So much activity and excitement happens in Aspen in the winter that it's easy to forget that this is a time of going inwards and introspection right. and nourishing yourself so that you can come out in the springtime and harvest. Yeah. So that's been a really interesting, le- I, I learn it every season too. Every season I'm brought- Yeah,
1: deeper and deeper.
0: Yes. And and how to look at that and how to move through it with more grace and ease than I did the previous season, the previous year. Yeah, no, I love that. And what works for me in particular and what doesn't. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that right now. And um, I invite all the listeners to do that as well. Like I live in a place that has four seasons. Some people don't. But like, how can you just like Katie is, how can you take that cue of like what is actually happening and look inward to do that work because it's just like spring cleaning. It's like every season invites you to do something differently and look at something differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this actually like unknowingly really ties in in. (laughs) quite perfectly, to be honest, with our topic today, which is honoring the sacred phases of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which could also be the seasons of your life, right? Like,
0: yeah yes
1: yes, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> it is it does yeah. and all of it all of the above
1: all of the above i all we talk
0: about ab- a lot about not a lot but we have talked about like past lives and who we've Mm -hmm. been in past lives and things that we've brought into this. And then both of us, and well, I'll speak for myself, but I've just like was thinking one day, I'm like, the person I am today is not the person I started out as. No. And so what is this idea? How can this idea be of like, not just like having past lives, but having like past versions of yourself and past lives within Within this, this life, within this lifetime.
1: Yeah. And having that be okay. Because, yeah. like, there's this idea at the same time, right? Like, at our core, we are who we've always been. Like, we're our soul, we're mm-hmm. our being, we are who we are. But yeah. how that is expressed, yeah. what, like, ways I denied myself and what ways I have now accepted and, you know, hold sacred those parts of me, like, has shifted and changed. So, how it's expressed is completely different. Yeah. How I express myself, how I express my personality, how much more space I've given to be who I actually am mm-hmm. is like so different than how I was 17 years ago, Even you know, like 20 uh, yeah. years ago.
0: Well, I think about like you as the person that I'm seeing on this FaceTime call right now versus yeah. the version of you I met 17 years ago. Yeah. And you're so right. Because there is more space,
1: yeah, and love for me to like, like yeah. acceptance of like, no, you can be you, you can do all of these things and be you. Like, yeah, you have to give your soul, your self space to be yourself, and that means like looking at all those ways that we've held ourselves back, yeah, but not being mad at it. You know, right. like one of the biggest things that I ever learned. <laughs> was like not to judge yourself for where you were and where you're currently at because there's yeah. some level of benefit that you're getting with these patterns of behavior that you're repeating. So then you start to look at like okay, well what's the there was like benefit right. to me being closed off. There was benefit to me being these ways because I wasn't ready to look in those spaces yet.
0: Right. And And that's okay. Yeah, if you're not ready. I was ready ready to
1: look at others, other areas, but not those. Yeah. Because like, I mean, that's how it works as much as, you know, true shadow work can unveil, like thorough shadow work can unveil all of those areas. We still can't, I mean, we work on things piece by piece. Yeah. You know, so you know, and you might improve, but they're still there because you're working full on in this one to to like unearth all of that. Yeah, the roots and everything. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: it absolutely makes sense. And <clears throat> if you're not ready, you can't. No, you can't. You physically cannot move on to what your soul needs to look at. You
1: can't see it. Like it's
0: like you have to make peace with the current version of yourself in order to move forward to the next.
1: Yeah. and love that current version.
0: Love. Yeah. Yes, and not be ready to let go of what the pain, you know, the fear, the anguish, or the joy and the magic of this version of yourself so that you can move on to the next. I don't want to say level or version. I, I'm sure that there's like a more eloquent way of saying this. So you
1: can provide more space for who yeah. you actually are, which means you're getting you're, rid of all of the, you're unearthing those things. You're digging the roots out. yeah, yes,
0: and I envision like popping the lid off the current containers so you can grow bigger. Yes. Yep. And keep or step out of
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Step exactly. the fuck out of that container. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you're t- it's you're too big for it. Yeah. You are too big for it. You're or you're growing out of that pot that you're growing in right now. You yeah. have to be put into a bigger pot or a field or a meadow or a garden.
1: Whatever. Yeah.
0: Whatever you want to whatever you want to envision for yourself. But when I look back at the past versions of Cecily and the the person that I was before the version that you see sitting here today in front of you on FaceTime, Katie, and mm-hmm. listen- what the listeners are hearing. And I think that for me, having grace, having compassion, having love and understanding for the parts of me that were sick, that were suffering that didn't know any better, that wanted to continue playing a part. Like I think back on some of the the things, the friends I had, the things I said, the things I believed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I
0: can honestly say like today, I think the exact opposite. Yeah. Of a lot of topics, a lot oh, of things. Oh, a lot. I yeah. am the exact opposite that I was d- before. But see, everyone before
1: gets in this, there's this idea that like, if you're this way, you have to be this way always. And it's like, no, I yeah. can change my opinion about something because I gathered more, I did more research because I understand it better because I have more knowledge on it. Yeah. So I'm free to change my opinion on yeah. It's like the same with identifying a politician as a flip-flopper. It's like, some are, sure, to appease other people. Mm-hmm. But some have done research and have evolved their opinion on the topic. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That is what we want. We want to yeah, that's, evolve and grow. That's
0: normalized changing your mind. Yeah. And growing and deciding like some beliefs and values don't suit you anymore. They yeah. don't fit your identity anymore. That's not what you believe anymore. Right. It's not a sign of weakness, which I think in no. society it can be. For me to look back on Seth. 10, 15, 20 years ago, I believed a lot of things. I valued a lot of things that are very contrary to the life I lead today. But that does not mean that the spirit and the essence of who I am is any different. Right. Yeah, exactly. When I sat down like this morning, like I told you, Katie, I was journaling about this like during my morning practice and I can look back and identify the first sacred phase of my life. Continue on through like five other phases and mm-hmm. be like, okay, this is the first phase. I'm not going to go into all of them. The first phase was losing a family member at a very young age. That was like the that's the first sacred phase of my life. Yeah, where I can really identify where I first saw pain, where I first saw grief, where I first saw like deep sadness. Yeah, and then throughout the different phases of addiction and recovery, re yeah. and then I was like kind of like re recover as well. Like rediscovery. <laughs> recovery
1: from recovery. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. and like, Literally recovering yourself from, yeah, dogmatic yes. perspectives. Yes. Yeah.
0: And getting to see like why I do live the way I live
1: and why that's okay. Yeah. Because that's the more we evolve and grow and understand like why we're making the choices we're making and love the parts of ourselves that made other choices at one time. Mm-hmm. the more power we have yeah because we've done all of those perspectives and we can go no I understand but I'm making this choice for myself now no I understand but I'm have this perspective on this thing yeah now. yes it's because I've had all the others I've had to literally had all the other perspectives
0: yes uh, yeah totally like I get where you're coming from I used to yeah. think that now I think something yep. different
1: now I think something different yeah
0: and that has nothing to do with you that you don't nope, have to change it's just your how mind. I think. Yeah, this is this is my belief. Yeah. And to really like honor the people within this the soul is for me, I think like the reason I wanted to do why I like this podcast and why I like that we're talking about it is that without choosing to see things differently, without choosing to do the work, do therapy, go through step work, you know, all this, you name it, or just like sit and cry and look at like my life through a lens of trying to understand why I am the way I am. Like it, it takes that. To be able to pop the top off, it takes that to be able to shift, and evolve and grow and become closer to the divine connection to your reason for being here. Yeah. And all of that. And I know that those times in my life when I have stayed still and I've stayed stagnant and I haven't wanted to look at my part or the experience that I'm going through through a different lens. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I ask my angels and spirit guides, like, please help me look through at this situation through a different lens. For, I,
1: through a new perspective. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Like I cannot keep looking at this person or the situation through these glasses anymore it is not working help me see it differently those tiny invitations and those tiny like nudges from spirit or whatever you want to call it those are choosing something different choosing to there's like so many words that I want to use that I don't feel like are appropriate like up well it's (laughs) but it's it's like two
1: (laughs) it's two choices right because one you're Choosing to like hear it as Mm -hmm. something that comes from spirit. Yeah. And two, you're choosing to act on that. Absolutely. Those two choices. Yeah. And it is an up level. Like, I'm sorry, as overused as that word is, just like soul fam. It's like (laughs) soul fam. (laughs) It it is. Uh, Yeah. It is an up level. It's an upgrade of like how you choose to perceive the world and the way you're holding your own life. Yeah. Like it's just better. And like this, when I realized that that it was just about my perspective. Yeah, All of my life, everything in my life is just about how I choose to look at it. There was so much freedom and space in that. And it's easy to say that, but I'm telling you when I, there are things that I know intellectually and I can talk about and I, and I felt to some degree and I get, and then there are things, then there are those times when those theories, when those topics, when those elements that I'm talking about, Actually, like incorporate into my entire being. Yeah. And I know because I know yeah. my body knows and I just know it. And I can't, I mean, I wish there was some sort of like secret way of just knowing how to open myself up fully to get that, but it's just divine timing for me. Yeah. It's Absolutely. continuing to do the work, talking about it and doing it, but there are there have been so many times in my life where those lessons and those elements that we're talking about, those up levels integrate into my entire being. And then there's no going back from that.
0: No, it's only forward. Because I know. Yeah. It's only forward and you can't stay where you are knowing what you know. Yeah.
1: And so when that happened with your entire life is how you choose to perceive it. Mm -hmm. That's why, I mean, I'll say things and some people don't get it. It's like, no, I don't do this Or I don't I don't, you know, say this or do that or watch the news or whatever, because it doesn't benefit my life like it doesn't.
0: And it's also like if you think I should be doing something, that's your examination to me on why you think other people should be doing the same thing as you are.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's a question to ask. Why do you why do you need other
0: people to validate you
1: to validate your
0: your what experiences doing, your experience. and your preferences on yeah. how you choose to live your life.
1: Yeah. Because true power comes from you owning it in your body wholly and fully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not looking at other people to accommodate, to make it okay, to any of that. Right. Is it nice when people do? Absolutely. Is it much easier to come to a level of acceptance with yourself in all aspects when you're around a community that loves and accepts you? Absolutely. Right. But is it absolutely you have necessary? To, no, right. it's not. Yeah. And you have for you to actually own it and find your own power, you have to own that with or without that community, with or without that support, you just do. Yeah,
0: when you become more of that version of yourself, you will, you you kind of become more of a beacon and a light lighthouse to those who are seeking the same. And I know, like my friendship with Katie, I can literally talk to you about anything.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel the same.
0: And you're a safe harbor. There's no judgment. There's literally anything I've ever said to you. Maybe not ever. Maybe not like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe not when we were treatment not. together. Yeah, but <laughs> the evolution of feeling like you are surrounded by people who aren't going to judge you or shame you mm-hmm. or question you or make you feel like shit for what you are saying, but people who hold that space for you because they hold that space for themselves as well.
1: Yes, yes,
0: and that's what it yes. is.
1: And oftentimes, it makes it a lot easier when you find those people. Because you realize like it's very difficult to love all the phases that you're like the phase that you're in, if the people around you are judging you constantly without you asking for an opinion. Yeah, you know, like it's much easier if you were to move yourself from that situation if you can and then surround yourself by people who, like Sess is talking about love you and support you just where you're at. Yeah. Because then you can learn like, oh, this is what love and support feels like. Oh, this is, this is okay. Right. You know, and that's, I love and support anyone who is honestly doing their work. I don't have a lot of patience for those that aren't, which is, I've been like, maybe I should, I should be more, da, 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 da. But that's just not who I am. Like, do I love them? Yes. Do I see that that is like where they're at and that is their phase? absolutely I do. I do. But I also choose not to continue to be around
0: Yeah, that energy. people who
1: are that energy where they're just stagnant and stuck because it doesn't feed me in any capacity. Because what happens is, and Cess knows as well, is you fall into a role of being the one to take care of them. And I'm not, I don't do that. I'm not yeah. doing that anymore. I've done that for years of my life and I just don't. And so, but does it matter where the person is at? on their journey. They can be at the very beginning. And if they're honest, they're honestly doing their work, I can be in that energy. I love it. I like can Absolutely. be in that because I'm so proud of them. And I'm so excited for where they're going. Because yeah. I know that, you know?
0: Yeah. At the beginning of like my spiritual journey, they're were people who did not, who made it explicitly clear they didn't have time for me to s- sit around and feel sorry yeah. for myself and continue no. to lie to myself to make myself the victim in my own life. It wasn't helpful <laughs> for me to hear and it wasn't helpful for them to continue to, f- to feed into that narrative. So yeah.
1: it's just not a space that they're willing to hold and it's right. not a space that I'm willing to hold for anyone.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, that's part of my my journey is figuring out <laughs> how to how to be more in the shift and the growth and in the movement of moving forward Yeah. in assistance with other people. Like you were saying, like you don't have patience for like the, the sitting in it and no. the stagnancy and the staleness.
1: And I do, I understand, there's a difference. I, w- I would like to make a, like a caveat is that okay. I what I don't mean is I understand fully that part of the process, is sitting in that.
0: Mm.
1: Part of the process is having to be a little bit miserable yeah. and getting to that point of going, okay, I, whoa, I can't do this anymore. That's not what I mean. I mean, when somebody knows, sees it, says it, and still chooses it yeah. to stay. That's yes. different. That's different. Is that still part of their process? Yes. Is that a part of their process that I'm willing to hold space for?
0: I always just like have to remember like okay this person has a completely different life path with completely different things that they're supposed to be learning in this lifetime and it is completely different than what I'm supposed to be learning and when you think of becoming more and more of who you are yes part of that process is sitting in it yeah maybe like not just like sitting in it but feeling it like observing it asking questions of it and moving through it
1: yeah and then once you've moved through it holding space and love for and grief a little bit for that part yeah not not the grief of it going but the grief of like oh babe like I oh I know what you experienced I was in Sedona this weekend staying at an Airbnb and uh one evening we just turned on the television and I was watching one of my friends put on this show called Tell Me Lies. I think it's on Hulu or something. It was like reliving like all my relationship trauma. It was terrible, (laughs) terrible. I mean, like it was so funny and absolutely what I needed to see because I'm talking about it right now. But it's there, you know, freshmen in college, there's this toxic relationship. The guys like all, I mean, there are handfuls of red flags. There are people that don't know how to deal with their emotions you know, you're so young that you can't even like sit down and go, hey, like, look at me, what is going on with you? And if the person can't hold space to like tell you where they're at, still chasing them, still, you know, not getting any sort of, you know, ignoring how they're treating you because there is a hole in you because there's something that you are trying to get as well. That is basically that entire show. And I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but that's, I watched a number of episodes in that that was it. And so it was just, it was interesting because I aligned with the main character because she did have problems with emotions. She like presenting her emotions. She did choose men and situations where it was, I mean, her choice was self-abandonment over and over and over again. She was abandoning herself because she had wounds and holes that she couldn't fill. She couldn't look at, she didn't want to talk about. And I know that. And it was just, it was so interesting to watch. Like, you know, again, that's not something that I choose to, that's not an energy that I choose to watch. Like I don't need to watch the whole show just because I can. There was a sort of a process afterward of holding space and love for that Katie, that version of Katie that continued to abandon herself. Yeah. Especially around love. Yeah. You know, and just being like, yeah, no, that was a necessary phase. And now I'm, my ability to see red flags, to know the energy of spaces, to clearly understand what people are and are not capable of is so precise mm-hmm. that I it never would have I would never have had what I have now had I not gone through that then it gave me gifts like that's the other thing is these phases that were somewhat painful you have to go back and go what were the gifts of that Like, oh, that gave me the ability to see red flags clearly now because there were so many times that I denied them then.
0: Isn't there like a Joseph Campbell quote? It's like you have to go inside the cave to get the treasure.
1: Yeah. And it's the scariest part, right? Like you have to go inside the cave that or the space that scares you. But that's that's where the treasure is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And it starts with that reexamination of who you are and who you've become and where you're going in order to look back and hold that self in sacredness. Right. I love that. It's the gifts in these dark phases.
1: Yeah, and my ability to go, you know, like I don't abandon myself now. I don't. I choose me most of the time. I choose and then, you know, not in a selfish way. It's like I ch- it's I okay can't to be selfish. Look, yeah, it like I can't <laughs> I choose me because I can't be present for anyone else if I'm not present for myself first. So, I'm doing it for myself and for everyone else that, 100%. I'm in, that I'm in relation with.
0: I love that, Katie. And I yeah. was thinking of like one of my favorite places today, which is Antelope Canyon. Have you been there? Yes, I have. I love it there. Yeah. And I went a couple of years ago. I also was thinking about, I went to... My family was in town last week and we took my nieces to Glenwood Adventure Park and they have two caves there, two natural caves. There are stalactites and there are stalagmites. And the process of these beautiful things being created are created over time. Like the water is what forms the the sandstone and the limestone and the slot canyons to create the magic that is a slot canyon. And if you don't yeah. know what Antelope Canyon is, please Google search it ASAP. Yeah. These are made over time through water, through the process of having water flow in and out and create these insane, most magical, divine spaces.
1: I mean, yeah, there's, they're just stunning the way the light plays in them. yes. Like- yes they're extremely i mean they're sacred you go in there and it's just you're yes. in awe
0: and and they only have gotten that way over time through flow and going through it yeah just like the caves the stalagmites and the stalactites are formed one drip at a time
1: one drop
0: and look at them now so think of yourself as like this magical work of art that is being created more beautiful and more beautiful over time by each experience that you go through, and yeah, this how you, natural wonder. Yes, and how you choose to experience life and what comes at you.
1: Because the beauty is in how you hold your experiences,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: necessarily in the experiences that you have. Yeah, right. Like, how do you choose to hold the pain and the sorrow and the struggle that you had at one point in your life? Do you choose to let it wear you down, drag you down? Do you wear it like an anchor around, or like a Your ball ankles, and chain? Yeah, yeah. Or do you hold it? Have you transmuted it into something that makes you fucking powerful
0: and allows you to be a light of a source for others? Yeah, that's that's truly what it's about. Are you allowing this experience to shape you for the better?
1: Yeah. Or to hold you back,
0: hold you back, keep you stale, stagnant, toxic, moldy. I say moldy because my other um, <laughs> metaphors had to do with water. So, think moldy. of like what happens when water damages stagnant. You can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if water's stagnant, it's you can't drink it. You can't like, no, there has to be some level of movement.
0: I I think like for this podcast, this episode, we want to invite you to like go back and like identify these different phases of your life that have shaped your your sense of self and your personality and your standards and your values and your beliefs and invite yourself to like look at them and look at how you benefited look at the gifts that you received the downloads the the magic that came through even if it was like learning how to deal with challenging people or living with grief or going through a challenging experience that you couldn't get out of like i think of our experience at gatehouse when we were in treatment for a year right like that was a that was a hundred percent surrendering letting go and just it doing was. it. It was. Right? We
1: were trapped. I mean, you just. <laughs> trapped. <laughs> we were trapped. I felt trapped. Like well, we were. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. We, we were. were you down. couldn't.
1: There's no fighting because there was nowhere else for me to go. So
0: there's no, yeah, there's no fighting when you know that this is something that you have to go through. And even like our psyches and our spirits at that moment in time knew. Yeah. So even these experiences, like what is the gift from each phase of your life and how has it shaped you to become more of the beautiful person that you are today? And what
1: phase are you in now? Yeah. Like, and how can you transmute whatever difficulties into something that brings light to yourself and others?
0: alchemize that shit yeah bitch alchemize it make it more a part of your light and your magic and your wholeness instead of your trauma
1: yes that's where the true power is
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) Listeners into the magic listeners, our friends.
1: One we're we're really grateful for you. Yeah. So thank you.
0: We know there's some of you. you, Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there are some of you. (laughs) I like Kaylee's listening for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hi Kaylee.
0: Put that flashlight and turn behind you and look at this. Yeah. Allow yourself to receive those those gifts of your past and have gratitude and reverence for who you have become.
1: Yeah. And who you were because who you were made you who you are.
0: And view these phases of yourself as sacred. Not as like, oh, I can't believe I had that phase or I went through that or whatever. Choose to look at things through a sacred lens.
1: Yeah. When you bring something into sacredness and into the mythical, into like ceremony. It makes it more powerful. It like adds meaning. It imbues it with meaning and intention. Yeah. And that is what you need to help transmute and change and shift. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. Stay in the magic. Stay in the magic. We love y'all. Okay. Until next time. Bye.